Bats, Corso, and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. Catone is here. Joe is in the booth, and you're with us on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or hey, wherever you podcast. And you can listen to us live on Podbean. And make sure you give us a call on the heated hotline, 855-313-PATS. Give us a call. You know the routine. 24-7, leave a message. Anything's on the table. Joe is going to pick the one he likes, so make it a good one, 855 313 Seven two eight seven, gentlemen. How we doing in this festive holiday season? It's certainly festive, all right. That's for sure. And Mark is Mark is muted again. Wonderful. (laughs) Yes. All right. Good. Well, listen. Are you guys ready today? We got a packed show today, and uh, packed preview. We're going to bring on. We know not a lot of you are not familiar with the Arizona Cardinals, so we're going to bring on former NFL defensive end Kyle Vandenbosch. He's a current analyst for. The Arizona Cardinal flagship station, 98.7. He's going to break down that Arizona Patriots game. And uh, Mark and I, and look, we're going to hear from one of you in Heated Hotline, and maybe we can persuade him to answer one of your questions. And Mark and I will have your breakdown, our keys to victory, and our predictions as well. And look, it's back to the holidays. It's a gift for you. Catone's comments is back. You're not going to want to miss that. So stick around. And in the real deal, we'll have our Sunday spread. Mark and I have our locks of the week and see if we can make you gambling fanatics uh, some money. So, guys, we ready to go? Yeah. Let's go. So, and listen, before we get the preview. We don't have to listen to you. At least we have a special guest. I don't have to listen to you the whole show. See, you know what? I I had the over-under as to when he was going to start his nonsense. And it's, it's, I, you know, I lost because I had it over. Lost, you you lose. You lose every week. (laughs) So... But no, seriously, before we get the patch preview with Kyle Mark, this game, okay, for the Patriots, this is as must win of a game as they've had in a long time. Am I right? I mean, if they don't win this thing, they're done. I mean, I mean, I think they're done probably anyways, but they're definitely done if they can't win this week. Okay. Well, look, let's get to that and more in patch preview. Joe, let's have it. New England Patriots travel to the Arizona Cardinals for Monday night football. We're calling it the duel in the desert. So 8.15 kickoff Eastern time, local time in Arizona, 6.15 kickoff. And look, we talked to not a lot of you out there know a lot about the Arizona Cardinals. The last time we played them was in 2020. And the last time the Patriots went out there was 2016. Both closed games come from behind wins. Um, so to help you understand that, we're bringing on – former NFL defensive end and great three-time pro bowler, played for the Arizona Cardinals, Detroit Lions, Tennessee Titans, is now an analyst for the Arizona Cardinals flagship station, 98.7. You can hear him on the uh, the post-game shows. Kyle Vandenbosch. Kyle, welcome into the show. We're, we're happy to have you. Thank you. Yeah, and I, uh, I covered that 2020 game. Uh, man, that was ugly. I think Cam Newton had a quarterback rating of about 20. And somehow the Patriots still won that game. So um, I'm hoping it'll be a cleaner game on both sides of the ball because that one that one was painful to watch. It was it was ugly football on both sides of the ball. But, uh, you know, the Patriots did what the Patriots do and and somehow squeaked out a win by uh, playing good situational football. Yeah, I remember that game. Mark Mark had uh, Mark popped open the bourbon at the uh, at the half. He was so <laughs> disgusted with what was what well, what might, was going on. <laughs> you might want to start pregame this week. I know. Well, hey, listen, the, the, the real reason, honestly, that you're on today is because now it's evened up. These two yeah. guys are constantly torturing me because they're in New England. You know, the food's better, they think. The weather's better. I'm over here. 
I was the lone Arizona person. Now I have some muscle in here to make it even up. So this is. And you need muscle. That's for sure. You weigh about 70 pounds. You need muscle. (laughs) So, you know, I was going to say, is the weather actually better? I don't don't know if it is right now. If you you like to change your seasons, Kyle, maybe it's better. But no, it's miserable here from like October to March. It's just miserable. All right. You can't yep. you can't really listen to him though. He's miserable like most <laughs> regardless. Of right. Like like a lot of New Englanders. So but no, right. seriously, looking at this situation, um, and, and I want to talk about the, the Cardinals first because again, we don't not a lot of people here know know about them. And 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 I liken them to the Patriots this season in that it seems that both teams in the standings at least should be better. They should yeah. have more wins. They both have talent. You know, yeah. I understand the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, he, you know, he's ranking half about half in the league um, in most statistical categories uh, for quarterbacks. But, you know, four and eight, I know they have some internal turmoil there. The back end of the defense isn't that great. But, God, four and eight, why isn't this team better? Yeah, it's a number of reasons. Um, it, you know, first of all, it, this is a, a reason. It's not an excuse because I hate excuses. I hate them as a player. I hate it as an analyst. Um, they've really been devastated by injuries. And I know you guys have dealt with your fair share of injuries there as well. Um, you know, we've, uh, the Cardinals have uh, put the most players on the field. Like I've had the most active players throughout the season. So they're shuffling guys in and out. Right now we have four offensive linemen on IR. Um, you know, we had DeAndre Hopkins out for six games in suspension. Uh, the game he was coming back, Hollywood Brown went out with uh, ankle injury. Um, he's returned last week. Um, and now Zach Ertz is out for the season. So um, this team was built uh, to outscore other teams. For the most part, early in the season particularly, the defense uh, kept the team in games, uh, gave them an opportunity. I think um, it was three or four straight games. They held opponents to under 20 points, but the offense couldn't score. And so, you know, the injuries are a part of that. Um, but that's not an excuse. I mean, one of my other former teams, uh, the Tennessee Titans last year, set an NFL record for number of players on IR, number of players used, and they ended up with the number one seed. So it's something that teams can overcome. Um, but it's just been – there's really been no point in the season where all of their studs have been together. Um, you mentioned Kyler Murray, and I think we're going to get to more of that later. Um, everybody was hoping that with the confidence of the new contract that his game was going to take off. I mean, he's right now paid – he's probably the second highest paid – player in the NFL. And when you have that type of responsibility and you become paid like the franchise quarterback, um, injuries that don't matter, you need to put the team on your back at times and will the team to win. And he hasn't flipped that switch. I mean, you put together a Kyler Murray highlight film and you would think he's the best player in the league, but he, he is inconsistent. Um, Even last week um, or two weeks ago in their game, um, against the Chargers, he started out six for six and then went on a really cold streak and then came back and completed some more, you know, consecutive balls later. He's really streaky throughout the course of a game. And, um, you know, like I said, we'll get to more of that later. But, um, you know, here we are, four and eight. We're basically three quarters of the way through the season. And I don't know the identity of this team. Um, last week, two weeks ago against the Chargers, this team ran the ball really well. It was physical, um, you know, Part of this team's struggles are the problems on first down. They get behind the sticks and they're constantly throughout most of the season. They're in second 10, second 12. It's it's their first down play calling, play selection and execution that's killed them. Whereas last last game against the Chargers, they're ripping off with James Conner. They're ripping off four, five, six yards of carry. And they were able to have a lot of success early. So, um, you know, I don't know if this team is going to be a good run team against the Patriots. I don't know if they're going to try to air it out. Uh, one thing that has been consistent is they they don't have an ability to take shots down the field. We've got one pass play over 40 yards. It was a 47, but it was it was basically a five-yard pass that was a catch and run. Um, and that's something that's changed from the past. The reason we brought Hollywood Brown in is so we could put DeAndre Hopkins in the slot, have Hollywood Brown try to stretch the field. And even when he returned this week, you know, Kyler's just been off on his deep balls and hasn't been able to connect. So, um, you know, teams are a lot like a lot a lot of defenses are doing in the league. 
um, they're playing, you know, two high safeties and, and keeping everything in front and making the Cardinals execute, you know, 12, 14, 16 play drives down the field and hoping they make a mistake. And typically they do when they have to run that many plays. That's not really his, that's not really Murray's game now, is it? No. To sit in there and, 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 and read a defense and uh, find the open man or have guys sitting down in that, you know, sitting down in that zone and, and, and getting those throws out early. No, right. He's, he becomes impatient. I mean, um, you know, I know it's been communicated to him several times. Just take the easy, take the easy passes, take the five yard pass and um, we'll move on and, and go on to the next play and, and just keep executing. And, um, you know, he'll do it at times, um, you know, particularly this year. Um, I think he's like 35th in the league in yards per attempt. And, um, you know, so he's not, he's not working the ball down the field, but a lot of it is what defenses are making him do because they understand that's how he gets him. At some point, he's probably going to try to force it in where he should. So you mentioned that, you know, the offensive struggles and, and God knows New England has struggled mightily <laughs> on offense this year, right? It's been so inconsistent as well. And, and, and over here, we've kind of, taking that kind of into the coaching and, and looked at the coaching and, and you have somebody coaching offense who is a defensive guy. And I, and I think he struggled, but the, the thing that you mentioned that really struck me was you mentioned the, you know, what's the identity of that team. And, and I think we've had some of the same thoughts about the Patriots this year is what's their identity because from week to week, you never know what you're going to get. Right. But in regards to the identity of the team, how much is that, on Kingsbury, what type of a job has Kingsbury actually done this year? If it's week, you know, what is it, four, 16, 17, and we still don't know the identity of the Cardinals. Right. Yeah. Um, from what I've seen, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a great play caller. I think he's a really good offensive coordinator. I think in spite of, you know, first quarter struggles early in the season, he does put together a good opening script. Um you know, I think it's it, there's some leadership things that don't necessarily mesh well with Kyler Murray, and that's a problem when, um, you know, you pay Kyler Murray that much money. You need to have a coach that can get through to him. Um, you, you know, we've – I dare say we're the only team in the NFL that uh, probably throughout Kyler Murray's career has never run a quarterback sneak on fourth and inches. He refuses to get under center. Um, it, it makes the offense a bit more predictable when he's in shotgun all of the time. In spite of, um, you know, Kyler Murray's ability to scramble, he's so reluctant to do it at times. Like, he he he's, he does a great job at self-preservation, but almost to the point where you want to see him fight for that first down or fight to get into the end zone. And a lot of that has to come from the head coach. He has to set that tone. Um, he, I know for a fact there's wrinkles that Coach Kingsbury wants to put into the game that Kyler doesn't like, and so they get crossed out of the playbook get caught, crossed off the play sheet. Um, and so I think that's his biggest challenge is um, I don't know if he can at this point. Look, Cliff Kingsbury is – he's a consummate players coach. Um, and this is only a personal criticism because um, I, I know they had success particularly early in the season last year. Um, to me, training camp was easy. Um, and I, I think he takes care of his players – and you need a good core of leaders that are going to make sure that the players don't take advantage of that and take care of their business. It's, he doesn't necessarily run a tight ship through half the season. There were the most penalized team in the league. You know, the penalties have come down since then. And, um, you know, it's well publicized here in Arizona. Um, I think this year they've had to burn 19 or 20 timeouts to prevent the play clock from running out. And that's, you know, it, it's difficult to be, and I don't know how they do it, how, how you could be a head coach, um, offensive coordinator, play caller, all at the same time and deal with the personalities on the sidelines and try to have conversations. I mean, his his number one job from my standpoint is to have these conversations with Kyler, talk about what happened. And, and but at the same time, he's got to worry about game management, things like that. So he's got a lot on his plate. Um, you know, everybody around here wants to talk about where do we where do we push the blame on? And there's equal blame to go around. I mean, it's it's play calling at times. It's execution at times. Um, this team really struggles in situational football. Um, you know, two-minute drives, they shoot themselves in the foot. Four-minute drives when you have a lead, they're unable to execute and run the clock out. So, um, you know, some of that's on Cliff. But he's been paid it. He's been given a big contract extension. So I don't see him going anywhere after this season, regardless of what happens these last five games.
Damn, Mark. It sounds real familiar, doesn't it? I, I mean, say, geez, really. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's it's almost it's Kyle. It's almost identical to what to what we're dealing with in New England with the coaching and 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 the you know the communication and the breakdowns playing behind the sticks penalties. I mean, you got the Cardinals that you know for the season eighty two penalties. Patriots are right behind on seventy two penalties. I mean, unlike yeah. Patriot teams in the past, so very similar. And uh, you know. Speaking of Kyler Murray, I know that we have a heated hotline to get to. And, you know, we have a we have a segment where people call in throughout the week. They leave a message um, asking us different questions. And we have one for you this week if you're, you know, if you're up to answering that. Oh, absolutely. All right, Joel, let's have it. Hi, this is Brittany. I'm calling from Chandler. I love you guys' show, and I listen all the time. And I was really excited to hear that Kyle was going to be on the show, and I have a question for him. So what's the situation with Kyler Murray? The Cardinals gave him a ton of money and then had to put a study clause in the contract. I just feel like, shouldn't that have been a red flag? And is this really the guy to lead the cards to a championship? I think he stinks, and I say no, but I'd love to hear what you think. So thank you, and I love the show. Happy holidays. She thinks he stinks. I mean, Kyle. Yeah, I, I mean that's a bit harsh. I wouldn't say he stinks. He's 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 immensely talented. Um, he's incredibly athletic. Um, he he really has a has a live arm and can put the ball just about anywhere. Um, but now addressing the uh, independent quote unquote independent study clause, um, it is concerning. It, it is. Um, you know, he is still talked about around here like he's a young quarterback that just needs time to learn how to how to lead yeah. and how to conduct himself. I mean, we when, you know, I, I think you can use that excuse for maybe a rookie year, maybe even going into a second year. But he's been this team's starting quarterback for almost four seasons now. Um, the team paid him, um, you know, what you need. Forty six million per 46 yeah. million per Kyle. Yeah, is that yeah. how much he's making? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just looking at quarterbacks I played with, I played with a mix of everything quarterbacks that were ill prepared and quarterbacks that were, you know, on their P's and Q's. And, you know, I played with Matt Stafford in, in Detroit and he was a first in last out guy. He knew everything about the, the playbook, the, the game plan. Um, and, and, you know, I get the impression that Kyler, doesn't and he's not as invested and he doesn't spend as much time um you know while he and his agent were squawking and, and threatening the team um you know that he wasn't going to show up if he didn't have a new contract you know he missed all of the summer and when you are the face of the franchise the franchise quarterback you've got to show the commitment you've got to work with the backup receivers you've got to spend extra time in the building um and, and sometimes it's not necessary. It's not always productive. You're not, you know, what you do in June doesn't necessarily have a direct effect what happens in the season, but that leadership does. And, you know, from my experience, it's what it's your skin in the game that earns you the respect of your teammates. It's how much time you put in, how much work you put in, how much game film you've studied. And, you know, it, it, the, the Cardinals tried to brush it under the rug. They removed the independent study clause from his contract. But the fact that it needed to be there in the first place, um, it is, it's completely a red flag. Um, now, saying that, look, this is going to be the price of, of paying quarterbacks. Um, you know, it, it, next year, there's going to be four or five quarterbacks that get paid more than Kyler Murray. And you're faced with the situation as a franchise. You've got a guy that's immensely talented, a guy that has won, a guy that has been successful. Um you know, do you pay him and at least you have stability and you figure out how to get the most out of him and build around him? Or, you know, do you become the Cleveland Browns where you have a new quarterback every year and you never have that guy and every two or three years you're wasting a first round draft pick trying to find that next guy? I mean, there is no question talent wise, Kyler Murray is as good as anybody in the NFL. It's just what's between his ears and how he carries himself and his leadership and his preparation. And, you know, money can do one of two things. It can, it can, it, it, it's going to either make you want to earn that contract or guys just kind of coast. And it's still to be determined because, you know, you had hoped that in year four, he would take that next step. 
his numbers have fallen across the board. And again, the concerning thing to me was two things he was great at. One was his deep ball accuracy prior to this year. I mean, he could really zip the ball down the field and put it anywhere. And two was his accuracy on the move outside of the pocket. And that has fallen off this year as well. He's, he's one of the worst quarterbacks uh, when rolling out and outside of the pocket throwing the ball. So, um, and I don't know if that has to do with injury. I don't know if that has to do with practice reps or why that is. It's to me, it's, it's a bit baffling. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that this season was a reality check. I think it, last year it was the beginning of the year when they ripped off all those wins. I think it was, you know, everything that could go right went right. And this year on the flip side, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. So, um, you know, I'm hoping he, it's a reality check for him, for the entire team, and and they use it to get better for next year because, um, you know, this year is going to be difficult to salvage really any hope. Um, so you've got to reassess where you're at and what you need to do going forward. Well, we appreciate that. Brittany, thank you for the call, Brittany and Chandler. Um, yeah, I mean, mock so similar, isn't it? So similar. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. We, we've struggled this year immensely. Um, so with all of that said, what do you think the keys to Arizona winning this game this week are? Uh, yeah. And then on the flip side, what would New England, what does New England have to do? Because they've struggled mightily too. A lot of what right. you said, it's like looking in the mirror for the yeah, Wiggles. No. Same thing. Well, right? yeah. Same thing with well, six. six. <laughs> Defensively, yeah, Kyle, I think they should just, I think, I think. I think uh, Cardinals show up, roll their helmets out on defense against New England's offense because they're right. pitiful. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what that that was one of my points, right? The Cardinals defense is the worst red zone defense in the NFL, and we're going up against the worst red zone offense in the NFL this week. So something's got to give, um, and I don't, you know, I don't know which side's going to give. Um, so that that's one of the keys is is can the Cardinals get stops when the Patriots is down the red zone? Um, looking at last week against the Chargers two weeks ago. I'm sorry, I keep saying last week because um, we had a bye. Um, early in the first half was the first time that Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins were on the field at the same time. And I'm, I don't know, you know, you guys, New England guys, you probably haven't watched Hard Knocks. We were given the promise that when DeAndre Hopkins returned from suspension, it was going to be two seasons. It was going to be before DeAndre Hopkins and after DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins stepped in had a Thursday night game against New Orleans, looked unstoppable. I mean, I think he caught 13 to 14 targets, and his numbers have looked like that every single game since he's been back. I mean, at 30 years old, he is still one of the top five, maybe even higher wide receivers in the league. He's very physical. um, And, you know, for whatever reason, we finally got two number one receivers because Hollywood Brown is a true number one receiver. DeAndre Hopkins is a true number one receiver. We got them both on the field at the same time. We targeted them early um against the chargers and then they just disappeared uh for whatever reason in the second half the two of them got one target i mean when you have your offense our offense in this offseason was built around kyler murray and those two receivers so regardless of game situation regardless of score you need to keep targeting them and i understand james connor was having a fantastic game he was getting a lot of yards on the ground but you need to continue to do that you need to continue to make defenses stay honest and have to figure out how to cover both of them um, and then, like I talked about, I think the key for the Cardinals is they need to, again, run the ball well on first down. Um, we cannot get behind the sticks. Look, um, you know, in spite of some of the issues that uh, New England has had, they can heat up the pass rush. Matthew Judon can get after the quarterback. And like I said, we've got four backups on our offensive line. Um, Calvin Beecham is the only player, uh, our right tackle, the only player on offense that has started every game for the Cardinals this year. So. There's been guys getting shuffled around. Um, there's been guys that have shown that they're not quite ready for the role that they've been put in. Um, so they need to at least establish that balance. Um, you know, I don't know if it needs to be 50-50, but you need to try to get one of those safeties to start creeping up by getting four or five yards of crack on first down, give you some balance, and then Kyler Murray can get it to his receivers. Um, yeah, and I mean, it, it, to me, it's, it's an interesting, because I honestly, before you guys started saying that, I thought this is two very similar teams, two teams that had much higher expectations, two quarterbacks that seem to have regressed from last year, two offensive lines that have kind of been um, shuffled around and in shambles throughout most of the year, two defenses that aren't really living up to expectations either. So um, on paper, it's a, it, to me, it's a, it's a very interesting game. Um, 
one of the problems I've seen, and I, I talked about this earlier with the Cardinals, is uh, just their situational football. And if there's one, if you could just say good situational football, I think everybody thinks of the New England Patriots. In spite of what, you know, you've seen this year, and at times it hasn't been great, um, you know, I know that you guys have had some issue with play sequencing where it doesn't seem like one play flows into the next or builds off of each other. Um, but that's that's what Bill Belichick does. He gets he makes sure his team is on point, you know, at the end of halves, at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, and Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know that he's there. He's still shown um, that he, he can make mistakes. Um, you, you know, for instance, again, going back to um, the game against the Chargers, we went for it on fourth and one at our at our own 30-yard line, and it was in the second quarter. And, um, yeah, I remember it, that. It, you know, I, I – I myself am not a big analytics guy. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is, and he goes for it a ton on fourth down. But, you know, an- not all analytics are the same. I don't think analytics accounts for for backup offensive linemen, for having your top tight end out of the game. You know, those are just numbers you plug into a computer and say, go for it because you might get it. it you know, I think you've got to go with realize who you have on the field, um, you know, what players are out there, if can they execute this, how many reps do they got on this play at practice. So, um, I see that honestly being the biggest factor in the game is the experience of Bill Belichick um, versus the inexperience of Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, if, if Belichick allows, you know, and, and that's been our problem too, is guys that just aren't qualified and aren't experienced to be able to, you know, to handle an offensive drive, to handle that feel of the game. We're with you. I mean, you, Mark, I, I see Mark squirming in his seat when you started talking analytics because he hates it. We, we, I, yeah. you know, I don't like it either. It doesn't. In football, to me, it just doesn't work. You know, I right. mean, I coach at a much lower level, but it's it's a field. There's a lot of situational things that are going on. There's a lot of things that are going on with the individual players throughout the game that you can't put into a computer and it's spit out telling you, yeah, go for it on fourth down. And so, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big – I don't think either one of us are a big proponent of the uh, of using analytics in this game. Does he have the backing, though? Um, in K- K- Kingsbury, I'm talking about. I know he's not a get-in-your-face kind of guy. Right. But does he have the backing of ownership to be able to go to Murray and say, hey, you know what? Enough now. Should you sit down over here until we get this thing? You know, until you until you start to look, study, start to get in my office, talk, look at film, do whatever, you know, whatever needs to be done. Is ownership backing him up? Well, I think ownership backs him up. Um, it's tough. Look, um, I, I think I had this conversation with you privately before. I think success throughout early throughout someone's life can be a detriment to them. And I don't think Kyler Murray's ever had to work extra hard. I think he's always just stepped on the football field and been able to go out there and win and, and dominate and look really good. And, um, you know, I don't know that Cliff Kingsbury can get that out of him. And that's the tough part. I know ownership backs him. Um, you know, that language from my understanding came from uh, Mr. Bidwell in Kyler's contract. So he's, he understands, you know, that that they need to continue to try to maximize Kyler and try to get more out of him, um, and that's the reason that was in his contract. So, um, you know, if Cliff went to Kyler and told him, "Look, we need you to get under center. Look, we need you to um, be okay with this formation, even though you don't like it. We need you to spend a little bit more time with this receiver because he just came in this week and he's going to be on our active roster." You know, um, a, a player and coach have to have that type of relationship. And to me, you know, Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury is a lot like most coaches now. Um, they they want to be friends with the players, and the players want to be friends with them, and that almost never works. Um, you know, there needs to be a level of authority and a level of respect, and we've seen at times this year where Kyler comes to the sideline and, and yells at Coach Kingsbury, um, and, you know, I, I would have never done that, but some of the coaches I've played for wouldn't have wouldn't have put up with that either. So, yeah. um, you look, know, bad look. Yeah, it's a bad look. Right. Exactly. You know, there's a time and a place for that. Look, disagreements happen all the time. You cannot do it game day on a sideline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so talking about coaching. So I, I know you, and, and I, I have to ask this cause I, I was a big Tom Osborne fan. I, I know you went to Nebraska speaking of coaching. What was it like to, to, to play for him? I mean, obviously he's a, a collegiate legend, legendary coach. So, what was it like to play for him? Oh, Did you get play awesome. for? He was coaching. He he didn't retire yet when you were there, right? He uh, my freshman year was his last year. Okay, uh, we were co-national champs that year. 
Um, and it was amazing. I mean, he never yelled, never raised his voice, uh, but when he spoke, um, it was always something important. His words carried a lot of weight. Um, you know, players need to adjust to different coaching styles and every coach has a different style. Um, but to, to him, it was, he was just such a wise, um, leader that, that he just commanded respect when he walked into a room. And, um, it was, it was truly an honor. And, you know, I, it, it was a big, Frank Solich stepped in for him after he left and Frank Solich was a great coach too, but I think just the expectations were too high and there was too big of shoes to fill at the time. Yeah. Well, listen, good, good, good stuff, Kyle. Uh, you know, two teams this Monday night, Duel in the Desert, uh, Battle of the Bottom, whatever, whatever you want right. to call it. But uh, yep. two teams that desperately need a get right game. And exactly. they're hopeful that that's going to happen. But good stuff, Kyle. Listen, tell the uh, tell the listeners when uh, when they can hear you next. Yep. Yeah. So I'll be on pregame uh, Monday night, uh, four o'clock starting uh, on 98.7 here in Arizona. Uh, most times I will stay and do halftime and post game. I can't this week, but um, I will be there for the pregame show. Well, make sure you uh, tune in and listen to Kyle 98.7, the Arizona Cardinal flagship station. He knows his stuff. Good stuff. Kyle, listen, uh, you're a friend of the show. We appreciate having you on. Uh, you and yours have a safe and uh, happy holiday, my friend. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. You got it. When we come back, Mark and I are going to have our breakdown of the game, and we're going to have our picks as well as our keys to victory. All that and more right after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. Hey, listen, uh, Mark, it's amazing because so much of that is us. I mean, you know, and you're not going to talk to anybody who knows the game and knows that organization better than Kyle Vandenbosch, honestly. You know, no, we and talk he about played professionally, so he knows. Yeah, I mean, you know, he knows. You talk about a no-nonsense no kind of guy that, you know, when he played, man, tough as nails, did everything, did the little and, things. And Chris, he, 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 played, he played in a different era, right? He played in an era when men were men, not like these prima donnas some of these guys are now. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. you could tell just by talking to him, no-nonsense. You know what I mean? And Mark, I'll give you props. You were on your best behavior. Very nice. Very good. You know. Listen, I can be professional. <laughs> so look, when we, we, we bring it to the Patriot side of the ball now, Mark. Uh, the Patriot side of things. Um, and like I said, we could probably echo the exact same stuff that that Kyle was saying. But when when we talk about the offensive keys to victory and what's going to go on Monday night, what do they got to do, Mark? Well, Chris, I think. I mean, he, you mentioned, and I think he mentioned a little bit all of their injuries, right? Especially on the back end. I mean, their back end, you gotta, it's going to have to be a game, Chris. And, and you have said this during the course of the season. I can't remember how many times you've said it so often. Forget going sideways. Down the field. They have yeah. to open up down the field and try to get, whether it's tight ends, Receive. They have to do something to try to move vertically, Chris. They forget the side to side because listen, they still got guys like JJ Watt, and and they've got some guys in that defensive line that 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 are okay. It's I think it's that vertical is where you're going to beat this team th this yeah. week. Yeah, that lateral that lateral crap that was pissing, and that was and even the short game that's what pissing Mac Jones off when he came to the sidelines and said enough with the effing short game. Throw the yeah. effing ball down the field. I mean that's yeah. but but. But as far as running the ball against this team, we, I mean, the Patriots going to be able to do that? I mean, you're, you're talking. We haven't ran the ball. I mean, listen, Stevenson, is, well. we both believe, is our offensive MVP. But he hasn't really done 
well running the ball the last couple of weeks, and I think that's because the offensive line has struggled. The offense, our offensive line is banged up. Kyle brought that up as well, right? But we're we're, yeah. we're going to have to run the football, Chris, and get back to our our our, our gap running up, and and, and 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 then that'll open up the vertical game. But then you're going to have to trust the vertical game. Let the kid throw the ball. If it's an interception, it's an interception. Yeah, they failed to generate 100 yards in the last uh, since week eight. Yeah. And anything they get, anything they get in the running game, is is Stevenson making it happen? Yeah, he's making you know he's making it go. And then, then look, you, like you say, they got they got JJ Watt over there. They got the nose tackle uh, Fotu, and they got uh, Zayvon Collins and linebacker Isaiah Simmons. So I mean, you know, I would imagine the Cardinals are going to sit there and say, hey, you know what? Looking at everything that's happened so far, we're going to make we're going to make Mac Jones beat us. I don't think they're afraid of it. I don't think afraid of our, 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 our wide receivers or anything. So I, you know, I give the edge to the Cardinals when we try to run Lions the ball. But Chris was hasn't participated in practice with the concussion. No, so I don't if think he he's don't play, play. You're down a receiver. Who, well, a he's, he's receiver your money guy. Yeah. He's your guy, your go-to guy, and you're not going to have him. That'll leave you with Parker, Bourne, you know, uh, Thornton. Uh, and yeah, these guys. Thornton so, on the field to block. Yeah, you know what? And that was the last game, too. You know, by the time they got him on the field, you know, for that, to get the ball down the field, it was just too late. I mean, they were playing that deep shell, and you weren't going to complete anything downfield. So passing, though, you know, the the Cardinals have had a lot of trouble um, defending the pass. They're tough. They're really struggling in their back end with their secondary, you know. So this is a game where we should be able to get the ball down the field. I mean, look, their linebackers, Simmons and Collins, they, they're athletic. They can get to the quarterback. But the, the thing with the Cardinals is they're asked to play in coverage a lot. So they're playing in coverage a lot, and, you know, they're not getting to the quarterback. So hopefully they can protect Mac Jones. But this offensive line, Wynn's probably not going to play again. I mean, you, you've brought guys up, you know, to, to be able to, uh, to fill, fill the void. And I'm just not sure. If they protect Mac Jones and they take some shots down the field, Mark, then they should have – this is a game where they can't have success, isn't it? You would think on paper, yes, if the offensive line can protect him. And and Trent Brown hasn't practiced in a couple of days' illness. He, I don't know what the issue is with him. I, I just think he doesn't want to practice, you know, show up to yeah. the game and play. But, yeah, you would think on paper this is a game where guys like Thornton should, for the first time, you should be able to get him involved, right? You should be able to get – born involved in this game but right. yeah. well and they only generate look the cardinals only have generated 23 sacks i mean yeah. you know that's 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 down in the league i mean through 12 games you know jj watt you know god bless him but he's, old, he's old. not what he was i mean he's got six and a half sacks so you're right we if if the play calling's better and patricia gets his head out of his ass they should be able to or belichick allows him to whatever go what's going on in the background they should be able to do that, Mark. And on the other, so so your key your key to victory on offense will be. Is they're gonna have to. I I believe they're gonna have to run the ball, protect the quarterback, and go vertical. But I think my number one key, Chris, is pass protection. They're gonna have to protect Jones because they they're gonna have to throw the ball to beat this team. You're not gonna be able to depend on the running game. Offensive line has to protect Jones. That's the key to victory. If they can't protect him and they're actually getting pressure on him, they, they they'll lose again. And you have to control it. To me, you, you've got to – no penalties. You can't play behind, behind the stick. The Patriots do that too, just like the Cardinals, constantly. Drive killers. Red zone. And it's the play calling. I'm sorry. It's going to come back to that again. They cannot be predictable as they have been. You can't have guys on the defensive side of the ball barking out the plays, okay, because you're so damn predictable because you cannot – you know, so – Get, get yourself Kyle, out of the way. Kyle brought up the, the situational football and and yeah the Patriots yeah, so Chris, a staple have of not the Patriots, been, but when <laughs> and it really hasn't been this year, right? Yeah, when no, it hasn't. It, I mean, it, it, it hasn't, hasn't at all. And and so you know, we want to get to Thorne's comments, but on the other side of the ball, Mark, um, defensively yeah. for the Patriots, they say, well, yeah, they're, they're the strength of the team right now, but you know, they've struggled too. And the biggest thing for them is what taking care of a running quarterback. I would imagine as dysfunctional as this, put they, something in there. Yeah, I would imagine that the Cardinals had to have seen I'm sure they watched a lot of film on the Baltimore game and the Chicago game where Jackson and Fields had a just I mean those design quarterback runs 
I mean, when 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 uh, Fields played, they had only tried maybe a few of them all season long, and when they played the Patriots, they put twelve of them in. I would yeah, imagine Chris, we're going to see something like that. Yeah, but Chris uh, Kyle mentioned that Murray is reluctant to necessarily run the ball, and 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 it seems like he controls what happens on Sunday. If he's reluctant to do it, then it's not going to go into the, the play sheet. Is is kind of what he made it sound like. So so I'm going to be interested to see if that actually happens Monday night if he runs the ball because you're right. You'd have to think Kingsbury was a smart enough offensive guy. To, to put that into the playbook for for Sunday. Well, well, as Patriot fans, um, you got to hope it's that way because if he pays attention and he, you got to hope he's not studying because if he studies at all, he's going to see there there are you know you you come up through that A B gap and you go lateral and it's wide open. You, you know Bentley isn't chasing him down. Okay, Bentley is not going to spy him. That slug needs to get off the goddamn field, especially against people like this. So. Yeah, I don't think so. But again, I mean, against the run, the Patriots should be okay. Con- you know, for them, um, Connor hasn't had a huge year. So no, it's- he's had a couple of spotty games, but he hasn't. He's had a couple of good games, but no, he hasn't had a huge year. No, and you're right. Kingsbury doesn't call Murray's number and design runs, but I have to believe that's going to happen. So if they're not going to do it, yeah, I give the edge to the Patriots. And as far as uh, the passing game, boy, you know, we've had trouble with their with stars. Right, we've had and trouble with Stiggs. And, and, and they have a star in Hopkins. They have a star in Hopkins. You heard Kyle say that he still thinks he's one of the top five in the league. Right, and that and that's going to be a problem. We're going to do you. you they they tried to put uh, Jones, Jonathan Jones, on Diggs one on one in in spots, especially in the goal line situation. You do that this week against against Hopkins, who's to me a far better receiver than Diggs. Believe it or not, far better. Okay, he'll taught you all day long. And Brown like that, getting down the field. So we'll see if they bracket coverage on him. The middle of the field, again, needs to not be exposed. We should, Chris, be able to get a pass rush, though. If you, if, 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 I mean, based on the fact that their offensive line, they got all backups playing, you would think Judon and Uche should have a good game coming off the yeah. edges, Chris. Right? So to me, you got to, yeah, you control the middle of the field again, control Kyla Murray, and then you win the game. Mark, quick, quick, what's your prediction for this game? My prediction, I've gone back and forth on this all I don't know week. what the spread is either, but yeah, go ahead. I've gone, I don't even know. I didn't even look at this bad game because we never picked it against the Patriots or with the Patriots. I went back and forth all week on this game, Chris. And then listening to Kyle talk and mm. listening to some of what he said, I'm going to flip. I was going with Arizona, you know, but I'm going to uh, flip. He, he, he. he flipped me. Kyle flipped me when he talked about I didn't, their offensive line has played so bad, Chris. Arizona's. Yeah. I'm going to go with New England 24-21. I told you last week that six wins, seven wins is it for this team. Yes, but he flipped me this week. I I had this as a loss. Yeah, you know what? I I have it as a loss because I just don't see us stopping Murray. I I think they're going to run him and run him and run him, and we are just going. Like you said, Allen would have done it last week. If they wanted to. If they wanted to. And that's the key, Chris, if they wanted to. Right. So, listen, this portion. So, we'll see. 24-21 Patriots. I have it it as a loss, and I have it at 27-21 Cardinals. So, this portion, of course. How many points? Will you let me please get to the read, please? Hey, we want to get the Katona's comments, Mark. Listen, I'm, I'm. Chomping at the bit to hear this. So this portion of Corso and Catone was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. When we come back, buckle up. Catone's comments is back. So all of you know 
just based on the conversations we've had around baseball, that I'm a traditionalist. I am wholeheartedly a traditionalist. Now, when it comes to being a traditionalist, listen, it's the holiday season. There we go. Thanks. Hey, (laughs) don't interrupt my spot. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, it's just the holiday season, right? Well, I'm going to start with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, when I was growing up, was a special day, right? Just it was tradition from when you woke up in the morning to when the day ended at night. It was just all about tradition. And keeping with that tradition, my wife hosts Thanksgiving. So we we get up, we do the turkey, we do everything. I get up, we clean the turkey, we wash the turkey, we stuff it, we cook it. We're watching the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We do all the traditional stuff. My kids are watching it with us. All traditional stuff we do. Okay? Now, it's time for the people to come over. When we were younger, everybody, it's a holiday. You're dressed up, you got on a nice shirt, pair of pants. Now they come in. Who's in sweatpants? Who's in sneakers? It's a guy. It's a holiday. What? You can't put on a pair of pants and a shirt. Something. Right? A tradition. Please. There's not many left. But please. Tradition. It's Thanksgiving. They come in. They want to watch the football game. That's great. I'm watching the football game. Turkey comes out of the oven. They want to pass judgment. Oh, you stuffed the turkey? Yeah, I stuffed the turkey like it was 1964. We still stuffed the turkey. Yes. Oh, you didn't put an apple or a lemon in it. It makes it smell good. I saw that on the Today Show. What? I work. I don't watch the Today Show, number one. Number two, I don't want to taste an apple or a lemon when I'm having my turkey. Tradition. It's stuffing ground sausage, all kind of spices. It's tradition. I don't want to hear an apple or a lemon. Who the hell stuffs a turkey putting an apple or a lemon inside of it? I didn't, please. I don't want to hear it. Then you sit down. You have a nice, you have a nice dinner. You have all the, you have all your nice china out, your silverware, your crystal glasses, right? You have all everything out, right? You, I have all different bottles of wine. We do bring out champagne for a toast before you eat. Do you have apple juice? I don't drink champagne. What? It's Thanksgiving. No, I, I got, I got fifteen. I got twenty-five different things you can have to drink. I just don't have apple juice. But I like <laughs> apple juice. Well, we'll go to the store and buy apple juice. I got forty things for you to drink. You want apple juice? Kidding me? Really? So now, while that's happening, my wife's got the apple pie in the oven while we're eating. Nice, nice. You got the smell of a nice apple, homemade apple pie. <clears throat> Dinner's over. Oh, People are relaxed. Don't tell me they complained about the apple pie, Mark. Listen, that's a listen. That's American apple pie. Oh, don't Wait tell me they complained about that. No, listen. Tradition. Let me finish my. Let me finish my segment. So now, everyone's relaxing, watching the, the, the game. It's time for dessert. You bring out all the after-dinner stuff and desserts. I bring out the cordial glasses. I bring out the Glen Karen glasses if anybody wants a scotch or a, or a, or a nice bourbon. I, I bring out all the stuff. I bring out all the different liquors, whatever anybody wants I got. They're taking the glass of bourbon. They're pouring it in a coffee cup. You don't put it in a coffee cup. I got glasses for that. What the? What is wrong with you people? Tradition. Tradition. Please. I love it. Younger, they would come with these beautiful pieces of pastry from with with the with the white and blue string from the bakery. The boxes were tied. Nice, nice. Right. People would come to your house. Yeah, people would come to your house, right? They'd bring desserts with them, all nicely packaged and wrapped from the bakery. No, now they buy it from the store, from the Stop and Shop bakery. What? What? That ain't dessert. That ain't pastry. What is wrong with you people? Tradition. Go to a 
my Christmas holiday, and as I said, I celebrate Christmas. Others celebrate other things. You may celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you may celebrate. But Christmas, I host Christmas as well. Tradition. Anybody watching this show, tradition. That's all I got to say about it. Tradition. Well, for everybody out there that's invited to Mark's Christmas um, event, I'm, I'm, I, Joe, I feel like... Uh, Put a pair of pants on, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel like his wife's text string is blowing up with declines right now at the moment. Yeah. Everybody's declined. Well, no, ten, at 7, 7 p.m., about 7, what, 45, 750 this evening, they'll what? be... You decline, don't remember that from like you decline. didn't you, you didn't you know that's what your holidays were like when you were younger. That's why I don't invite anybody over the house. I don't I don't I don't want I'll do it alone. I don't have I don't want anybody forget it. Just stay home. Stay home. Yes, I love all the traditions, just like you said. None of that seems foreign to me, Mark. That all seems right. People come over with a the lemon Monday in your turkey, the, a, lem- a lemon, a lemon, an I apple. What? I, I'm I'm dying to know who that is. Who are you, who are you having over? Are these people that are coming over in their sweatpants? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I'm surprised I didn't ask for apple cider instead of apple juice. A lot of people have apple cider though on Thanksgiving. Do yeah, you stick the cinnamon stick in it. Hey, you know, you can get festive. Yeah. It's always about it's always about that job with him, huh? Breaking open the bottles, you know. Festive, you know? It's maybe like a that. Hallmark movie, Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> Yeah. You need to you need to crack those bottles open before people get there. That's yeah, what you, and, well, and none of that will matter to you after that. That's the trick. That's the trick. Yeah. Plus, you know, hopefully they don't stay too late because I know how I know how big you are about Black Friday and and, and shopping. I, I well, feel I like, didn't even get. Well, I didn't even get well, to that. I feel like Thank we you. have another one coming. Next oh, week. I didn't even get the Black Friday. That's another one. I didn't even get to that. <laughs> That'll be that'll be for a different day, and Joe. Why do yeah, I feel like? But then, like Christopher. Then the pa- of course the Patriots got to play Thanksgiving night, so that's just added uh, to the angst. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> come on, the angst, Joe, the angst. So listen, Mark. Completely understandable. I think Joe and I are both on the on board with you, right, Joe? Hundred percent agreement. Excellent. So. Catone's comments, Mark, it doesn't disappoint, was presented by Studio 42 Designs for all your graphic design needs, Studio42designs.com. And look, hey, step up to the sports book for all you gambling fanatics. Mark has been fantastic over the last several weeks. Sunday spread is right now. What are you writing now? Stop working over here. You're talking about nonsense. Stop working. That's why we are. The real deal, New England feel. It's going to be real. So, as I said, Mark has been spot on for the last several weeks. Um, I, I, I haven't been bad. That Kansas no, City game really screwed bad. me up last week, though. That really, yeah, really screwed me up. You know. So, so since you're the you're you know you're the guru at this point, Mark, let's break down a couple of games that you're looking at this week. Give the people something to uh, to gamble on. My lock of the week, I've gone back and forth. I think the wheels come off this week. The wheels come off. Mm. I understand they're giving 10 points, Buffalo. They're going to they're gonna annihilate, absolutely annihilate the New York Jets. The wheels are coming off the Jets this week. And, and, and Buffalo is going to put a real hurting on them. And it's going to be an absolute blowout. In Buffalo, because Buffalo hasn't done that to anyone in the wild. They're gonna get, they're gonna get, they're gonna get healthy this week, and they're gonna blow the the doors off the Jets. I know you they're giving ten. Give the ten. You don't, you don't think White is the deal is the real deal over there in uh, in New York? No, 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 no. They're gonna get the doors blown off them this week. And this is in Buffalo too, isn't it? It's in Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo's yeah. gonna get healthy this week. They're gonna blow this team out of the water. That's your lock, huh? Buffalo, okay. Giving the right. 10, Buffalo's going to destroy ten. this team. Even with right. the 10, don't be afraid. <laughs> Are there any? And I know you and I talked about that Baltimore. I'll give you my lock in a second, but I know you and I talked about that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. Baltimore's getting two. Now, this just has to do with the going to Pittsburgh. This has to do with Jackson being out. But, Mark, the backup, you remember last season, he played well. In fact, at one point, I thought, this guy's going to take Jackson's job 
from him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, getting yeah. two on the road. I don't care if they're on the road. I'm taking Baltimore in this game. You is that your lock? Not my lock, but it it was almost my lock because I think I think Baltimore is gonna. I mean, they haven't really blown anybody out this season. No, they haven't. They haven't. But I I I don't know if you 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 think different. But I it, it two points is practically a pick in this game. You honestly think Baltimore is gonna go to Pittsburgh and lose? I think the kid from Pittsburgh is starting to get a little bit of confidence to rookie quarterback, Chris. And, and this is the time of the year, I hate to say it, that Tomlin has that team playing better football this time of the year, typically. I, if, if Jackson doesn't play, I don't know, I'm a little bit afraid of that game. If Jackson plays, I agree with you. If Jackson don't play, I'm a little afraid of that game. Hmm. And Tampa Bay, uh, the other game I want to look at, before the lock is Tampa Bay, San Francisco. Tampa's getting three and a half at San Fran. Is Garoppolo no, playing? No, no, Purdy. Garoppolo's done for the season. He broke his, broke he his foot. What? No, I didn't know if it was officially broken, though, so he's done. Okay. He's done. All right. Yeah. He's done. All right. So Tampa's getting three and a half. Yeah, Tampa, getting let me tell you something, though. Every week, though, Chris, they're ugly. I mean, yeah, they won last week, but Jesus, it's ugly every week for that team, isn't it? It is, it is, it is ugly, but they find a way to break. You listen, you give Brady the ball with a chance to win, he's gonna win. I mean, that's it. No, it you're happened right. last no, week. You're it's gonna right. happen. Hey, take the three and a half. It's three. If it was three, maybe, yeah, but three and a half, Brady getting three and a half, I'll take it. My lock of the week is Miami. I hate it. I hate to say it, but Miami goes to the Chargers, okay, and uh, Miami's giving up three points. The Chargers are a joke to me, the coach is a joke. I just I, I think Miami's going to dismantle this team. You? Yeah. Well, yeah. I I think I'm rooting for Miami to win that game because we need same we need the Chargers, right. Los Angeles Chargers to lose. They're six and six just like us. So at this point, yeah, we need Miami to win. I mean, I understand Miami's ahead of us, but that's okay. Miami's making the playoffs, so we need them to win. Let them beat the Chargers, and that helps us. So yeah. But yeah. I do like them giving the three. You know, they, 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 I knew they were going to lose last week to the, to, to the 49ers. They, they'll settle in this week, second road game in a row. Yeah, yeah I, I do like that game, Chris. I think Miami win that game. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a big number, too. So take Miami, put these two together, put put my lock with Mox. Although they don't and, know, uh, Waddle is questionable. Yeah. Waddle well, is that, questionable. That, that could change some he left, yes, he left last week's game early and never came back. That's a one-two punch. Whew, man. Unbelievable with that team. So that's our Sunday spread, and it was presented by the Pats Nation, the Pats Nation postgame show, the only Patriots postgame show worth watching. And uh, join us for the Pats Nation postgame, the only Pats Nay Pats Patriots postgame mock. It's it's come on, is it not the best postgame show out there? Why not? We should toot our own horn a little bit. So tune in for our. Doing that for a post-game uh, breakdown. That's going to be on this show next Saturday. Mark and I will have all of your post-game coverage from that Patriots-Cardinals duel in the desert. Yes, sir. Listen, can I change my Patriot pick? I forgot you're going oh. to the game. I forgot you're going to the game. Cardinals win. Cardinals win. Wait, huh. wait, you talk about flip-flopping, huh, Joe? My God! Well, you 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 didn't express all all the information. I didn't. Christopher will be at the game in a private box. Me and Joe will be back here in New England on on beat up couches watching the game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm no, no private box for me. I'm not important enough for things like that. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm we just, know, I'm we know that. Huh? <laughs> but the fact that you're there, I flipped it to the Cardinals. Yeah. So. Tune in next Saturday to this show and uh, the Pats Nation postgame will be on that. Mark and I have all your breakdown of that duel in the desert and come back next Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll have that Pats Nation. We'll also have our preview, Pats preview of the trip to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh, and again, for you gambling fanatics, you gambling junkies, hey, remember what I say, I always say, gamble for want, not for need. Make sure you gamble responsibly. But we'll have our Sunday spread, our locks of the week, and uh, hopefully we can make you some money. And look, give us a call, Heated Hotline this week, 855-313-PATS. Anything's on the table, bring it to the table. We'll be ready for it. We are Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday. 
Pride, Marshall and Gatone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Marshall and Gatone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on Saturday.